Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Tell them you heard this ad on the buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of four Toyo or Nitto tires. Only at Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Good afternoon, Mr. Bart Reed. Hello, gentlemen. How is everybody? I guess we cannot, uh, I mean, if we were, again, it's just so good right now. Yeah, that's right. And uh, there's such excitement in the air. And there's got to be excitement in the air, I would think, for a young man who is on the verge of maybe reaching the five-star status. Now, five stars are not just simply tossed about. I mean, it it is. It seems to be, Bart, and you can kind of go through the process, but this is not something that uh, is just bestowed upon a player like, ah, let's give him five-star status. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a, it's a complete body of work, and I, and I'll tell you to to even be talked about at that level or status. I mean, you have to do a ton just on the resume aspect of of being in the right place, playing the right players, playing in the right uh, events, being invited to the right thing. So, it's a huge honor uh, to even be talked about. But I think, guys, if you really want to know what. I think grassroots or AAU basketball stands for. It's work on your game, bet on yourself. Honor Botang is a young man that was unranked, guys, unranked at 15U. This is less than two years ago. And now Rivals comes out. We, we, we all read the story. Bill Ingram had tweeted it out where soon to be five-star. So basically you can throw it in that he's going to be – essentially a composite top 20, top 15 type player to even be considered for that. So I think that's kind of leading us to where it's going. So to think about being unranked to being considered of basically almost where Nick Smith and some of the other story players that we've talked about in that 22 class were almost in the exact same spot for a gentleman that was unranked. And I think it's just a great story and, and something that all young basketball players can strive to be because he has made the most of his opportunities on the big stage. There's no doubt about it. Bart, where does he, where does honor fit into the big picture? I mean, we've, we've talked about this before. Is it a two? Is it a three? Is it a one? Where, where, does, where does he fit in? Well, I think the, the article mentioned, you know, built like a linebacker, and we talked about the crossover football basketball yesterday. This, Mm-hmm. He is a guy that reminds me of, and I said it before, LeBron James. He's got a great build, an extremely physical, fast-twitch muscle type of player. So I think when you look at it on the college level, guys, it's really simple. College coaches will tell you, you are what you can guard. So Honor, I think, can guard a two. I've seen him switch and guard a one. I think he certainly can guard a three easily at the power five. I think there's selective 
situations because, guys, he's built like LeBron James. I don't even think he's been on a real weight program. This is a guy that's going to go to college, put on 15 or 20 pounds of muscle right away. He could easily guard a four. I think we're talking about a young man that has sky's the limit and really if he's leaning towards a program like certainly Coach Musselman has got this positionless basketball move around switch on defense, he would be a perfect centerpiece for what he's trying to do both offensively and defensively. Now, this is the class of 2023, is that correct? 2024. 2024, wow. So this is not a young man that uh, is immediately going to expect to contribute wherever he goes. But uh, So there's still a tremendous amount of growth that's left even before he reached the collegiate ranks. That's exactly right. So there's more left to be done, and I think – Honor and, and Bill Ingram does a great job of doing skill work for his guys. He, he invests more on the skill side than I think any grassroots coach in the country. And he's going to spend the summer getting better at what they need to get better to get them to that next level. And so Honor's going to have a really tight development program. He's going to continue to work on his outside shots. Guys, if he can be consistent, on a knockdown basis, so we say knockdown shooter, that's above 42% from the three-point line, above 42%. This guy could be a one, two, or three player in the country, and we could be talking about him as a top three pick in the NBA draft. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty big. <laughs> We've already seen the explosion, uh, if you will, by Nick Smith Jr., hard to believe that our state could uh, turn around in a couple of years and potentially have another one, not only one and done, but uh, a top three type pick in the upcoming, uh, at that time, upcoming NBA draft. That's uh, that's amazing into itself. And, Randy, listen, right after that, in the 2025 class, you've got Terion Burgess, who is already being looked at by the NBA development process side of that and it just keeps coming for the state of Arkansas and I know it sounds like we're just saying that I it's just incredible that a state of this size is turning out the caliber of basketball players on the boys and girls side that Arkansas has done in the past couple of years amazing let's talk to Rocco Rocco good afternoon welcome to drive time sports good afternoon how are we doing y'all Good doing great. I love, I love the show, man. Your show is, you. is really, really, hey, hey, it's what I need to help soothe me in the evening. <laughs> well, good. That's great. <laughs> no, nah, but I just wanted to call. I want to, um, uh, I know we got a, I know I'm proud that we had a, a, a very, well, for the longest, uh, we have, we have a, uh, you know, finally got a chance to have a, a easy, kind of easy, not an easy schedule, but a schedule enough for where everybody else have it easy. So we're trying to see how it feels just to be like everybody else now. But off the question, uh, I'm trying to talk about the secondary. Uh, I know we, you know, we, we, we hurt. You know what I mean? We got 12 miles injured, you know. Hopefully everything will be okay to where they'll be back. But uh, can y'all help me figure out why we're not, why we playing man-to-man instead of, you know, bagging up like five or ten can you know feed off the off the off the actual wide receiver to, to help us out. I wonder y'all come in on that. And I appreciate it. Like I said, love your show. Thank you, Rocco. 
new. They they played more man. Quinn Grovey pointed that out in the uh, in our first hour. Probably played more man defense in in the first uh, part of that game, particularly before Slusher and Catalan went out, than they have in quite some time. And obviously they paid a price for it with some of their backup defensive backs. But that's why I asked Quinn if you've got a week to practice the guys who are now going to play, can you be better there than just throwing them out? under fire when they haven't practiced with the starters all week. He said yes. So we'll have to see how that works out. And uh, if if the guys that are replacing Catalan and Slusher are not fit to play man defense all the time, then you can bet the Razorbacks will play more zone. But uh, that remains to be seen. And as Quinn said, as Trey Vitti said, the guys that are replacing them, they're not Catalan and Slusher, but they are talented. And, you, and that's who Arkansas is going to have to rely on, at least for now. Yeah, it's interesting. If you're going to play man, don't you think of man being at least starting with press coverage and trying to put your hands on the on the receiver yeah. Yeah. and if nothing else, reroute them if That's possible, right. much exactly. less exactly. Uh, you know, jam them at the line of scrimmage. I think yeah. if if there was one kind of flaw that I saw, Rick, that and Bart that almost set up. The secondary for um, problems is you're playing three, four, five yards off and in man coverage, and next thing you know, the receiver. I mean, he's just yeah, kind of like right. what we've talked about with Malik Hornsby. He's lines up yeah. and he's outrun you. That's right. You do have to worry about that. But the other thing is, if you're going to play man, you've got to consistently get pressure on the quarterback. Right. And the Hugs did have some pressure on at times Saturday, but at other times he had. He had time enough to throw three deep passes. He just overthrew them. So uh, that's that's the one thing when you play man, you, you better get some heat on that quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's check in with Sterling, who's better known as the truth. Hey, guys. Hope you're having a great day. We What's are, up, buddy? Sterling. Just because you called, how's that? You know, uh, looking back at last week's game, and you know, of course, you have you know you have your. You know, we all know they didn't play a perfect game, and we know they missed some wide open receivers. But we've seen this movie before. With we hearing people missing wide open receivers, and it's going to be more some open receivers at times. But that you know, as long as you get, if you can just somehow get in the pressure on the quarterback and make him hold it a little bit longer than he wants to or throw it a little bit sooner than he wants to, that could be all you need. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to downplay the secondary player and the, the open receivers at all. I mean, I know it's a concern. But we, we had like that uh, any, like anybody can go out there and do this. Huh. <laughs> and, so. I mean, go out there and try guarding your kids. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, give them do give them give, and and stick with them for more than a, a few seconds. And I ain't talking about a two year old. I'm talking about a kid that can do some moves and you reacting to his moves. Now I know these are SEC athletes. I know they're on scholarship, but other guys are too. So I I, I don't have no no worries for them doing what's right for this football team. And we saw this when they played Texas last year. Sterling, you need see. to hold or fold, buddy. I got to hit a break. Hold or fold. Oh, I hit him.
Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Tell them you heard this ad on the buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of four Toyo or Nitto tires. Only at Arch Street Wheel and Tire. And Sterling, welcome back. Uh, thank you, Randy. And I, I hear some right to wrap this up. Uh, what I thought was best about the game is, like I said, in the spot, in the spot is the continuity football that they played. They all, each unit helped one another. Only thing that was troubling to me, more so than the open receivers, because I feel like we can scheme out that we can we can do some things to adjust, and I think it was kind of some things uh, Saturday that we may not do so much of more or less in the future. It was the punt. Was the punter? The punt was, was it, it's concerning to me because we're not going. That's that's not going to be a good way to make a living, and with the schedule we have. And we can't give up that kind of yardage in, in the in the, in the kicking game. Uh, but other than that, for the first game, I'm relatively happy with our performance. Uh, I really don't like doing a shotgun inside the shadows of our goalposts. So, I mean, it's where you play, it's where you play. So you know, you know, if you're gonna do it, you, you know, you gotta do it. You know, so I mean, I'm just not a fan of that kind of stuff at, at that area of the field, but. But, uh, I mean, they, they practice all the time. They're big boys. I mean, we ain't dealing with a, with a TV squad here. You know, they're supposed to be able to execute the shotgun and snap and all that. But uh, that, uh, kudos to the team. And, the, and the, pretty, the best thing about the game for me, we got the ball back almost six minutes ago and didn't give it back. It's like the offense is, don't worry about defense. We got this. It's under control. Game, this game is over. They're not going to get it back, and uh, and that, that's, that's the best part against me. I know you got a you got such a guest here that everybody wants to hear from, and I'm going to get out of the way. Have a great day, my friend. <laughs> I think, don't Thank you think? You, uh, you know, Sterling mentioned uh, the kicking game, and Fletcher did not have a great day punting. Maybe it was the pressure of punting against his brother. Maybe it was the, his first time to punt. His brother's a year older than he is. Maybe it was the fact that his family came 20 hours from Melbourne, Australia to watch him. But it's interesting that he and Bauer were competing, and even though, and he got off a couple good punts, but even though, he, like, especially the second punt wasn't very good, uh, he did it all. And you wonder, is there still competition there with Bauer and Fletcher? And I guess that's a question for Trey Biddy. We didn't ask him that. We'll have to think about asking him that tomorrow. Well, you know, another thing I thought was, interesting about Fletcher and the, the way that he was trying to punt the ball it was almost like each punt he was trying to place inside the 10 yard line yeah even when he was on his half of the field yeah, yeah. That's right. and, yeah. and rather than taking you know a, right. a, a big step and yeah. and uh, you know Sam Hill was from Australia mm-hmm. and he had such an artistic flair to him but the one thing about Sam when he punted the ball for better, for worse, for for good or bad, his foot, if I remember, 
was over the top of his helmet by the time hmm. he extended his leg and kicked. I never felt that Fletcher ever fully extended his leg and really tried to, to quote, turn it loose. Now, was he the punter that barely two or three weeks ago they were talking, Rick was actually out kicking the coverage all the time, that he was booming the yeah, ball so possibly far? possibly some, and he did that one Saturday, and, of course, uh, Cincinnati got a 30-yard return on it, so... That that's something you you got to give your cover. Find the happy medium. Chance to get down. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Get it up to get a little more hang time. Well, that's got to be one of the more I don't know uh, frustrating things if I'm a punter, and that is either I shank it or uh, kick it out of bounds, and I don't even really give my team a chance to to field the ball, or not field the ball, cover the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Got to get your team down there. And what's interesting is that I think the reason he won the job, if you remember, uh, Sam Pittman was talking about in practice when he punted, he had so much hang time, he said it may not come down till it gets to Australia. Right. So, uh, but that was the case maybe only a, one of the, a couple of his punts the other day. He had a 50-yarder that went obviously into the end zone that Arkansas would have preferred got down inside the 10, but. He kicked it in the end zone, and he had pretty good hang time on that punt. Could be nerves. You're right. I mean, there there was a lot of different um, Well, he probably aspects. never kicked in front of that many people. If he's from Australia, we asked his, okay, so Matt Zimmerman does a really neat thing before the game. He goes in and talks to, we have two spots in the pregame where he talks to people. He talked to a family that has been coming for years. So he found Fletcher's parents, and he talked to them. And, and we asked his dad, Tell us about the recruiting process. How did how did your son end up at Arkansas? And he said, basically, he went to a kicking camp and got seen there by several schools. They thought Kansas was going to offer him a scholarship and didn't. Well, I'm sure he's glad to be here instead of Kansas. But uh, somebody contacted Pittman, uh, and somehow they, they got wind of him and offered him a scholarship. So uh, it was some kicking camp that he went to that actually that's how they discovered him. I guess he well, I can tell you this: of the pressure positions, because my cousin fielded punts. That's Lewis Campbell's son, Stedman Campbell, for a year and a half, and it was basically because he had great hands. And he said, "Just don't fumble the ball." I would think yeah. punting and receiving punts are probably two of the most stressful positions oh, yeah. in all the sports. Sure. That is a lonely person's yeah. position. And and in both instances, people are running right at you. And at least the punter might have a protector or two. The punt return guy doesn't. And <laughs> they're coming yep. right at you. Well, that's kind of like uh, the uh, poor young man the other night for uh, LSU. I mean, he oh muffed not gosh. one. Oh, Muffed gosh. two. Yeah. And yep. the second one, basically, within the shadow of his goal line. And that should have cost him the game until Florida right. State decided to run a pitch play. I mean, it's, it's absolutely no reason for that. All you got to do is fall on the ball if you want, and then if there's still time left on the clock, kick a field goal, you're up by 10, the game's over. So LSU got really lucky there where that fumble didn't cost them, except that they had to go 99 yards I start instead, of, uh, instead of, you know, 85 or whatever it would have been. I, I don't know if there, were, if, if there was any kind of uh, prop bet on – 
Will a team go 99 yards, you know, in this game between uh, Florida State and LSU? But I would have said no, and then I really would have said no under those circumstances that uh, less than two minutes to go, and they got to go the entire length of the field. And then on top of that, to score the final play, that pass with no time left on the clock. So very extraordinary circumstances that turned out. We suddenly have an echo, Randy. I don't know how that is. I don't know. Did we move the show to the Alps? (laughs) Hello, we're from Switzerland. Okay. Oh, by the way, preseason number 11, Oregon Ducks, they were not completely out of the poll. Only two teams in history have lost their opener by 45-plus points and finished ranked. Last wow. and only time that happened, 1984. Virginia did it. Wow. All right, Bart. That is Bart right, Reed. Pure sweat basketball skills thanks to RG Reed.